I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to episode 30. Wow. We've hit 30, Bill. We're the big 3-0. We're over the hill. I <laughs> tell you what, I feel it. I me really too. I do feel it today. Me too. Uh, let's Get me see. out of my job, guys, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to quit that job and just do the podcast, you know. So I really wish I could. Yeah. Just do the podcast that's, that's, and not have to... Oh no, that would be cool. Work in the heat, like mm-hmm. I work in. I I don't know. I wouldn't call it fast food. It's quick food, I guess. A pizza place, national it's, pizza chain. It's pizza. And our heat, our our air conditioner went out this week, and I am not okay. Not at all. I'm like I've been sitting at the damn house for the past five years in the air conditioning, and I come back and y'all want yours to break. It's cooler outside at 92 degrees than it is in that damn kitchen. Right. So, and I remember what it was like working at that place with yeah. no air conditioning. So, all right. What the did place you, where I work, guys. Yeah, the place <laughs> where he works. Uh, what did you love about this week? This week, I uh, went to the park a couple times with Patty. She it's had fun, fun playing at the park. It is fun. We have a, we have a really nice park in uh, Waynesville. It's uh, it is a nice park. They have all kinds of stuff there for like uh, disabled children and stuff. It's kind of nostalgic for me because like I used to go there when I was younger, and that's where the pool was and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We did went to the pool last week too. I would probably that say fun. that's what I loved about this week was going to the pool mm-hmm. and hanging out with our dear friends, the Surrets. Yeah, it's always a blast when we hang out with those people. I've they known that a- woman for. 23 years yeah so and they have they have two kids that are roughly the same age as ours and yeah they're best friends yeah well the girls are best friends and then the boy is just like <laughs> he is too <laughs> he loves them but he does he likes to be by himself a little bit sometimes and i completely understand that yep uh okay to start this out I want to give a shout out to Hannah and Sarudi from the podcast Red Handed. Um, I recently nice. found another podcast they did for a bit on Spotify called Sinister Societies. That's cool. And I just like, I sat there and I binge listened all day at work to that one. And they're only like 30 minutes. So I listened to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but that's where I heard about this particular society. Uh, so I definitely recommend go find Sinister Societies and Red Handed both and listen to them because, I mean, even if you don't like weird stuff or true crime, they have British accents and I could listen to that shit all day. <laughs> That's cool. Better than this one. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Today, we're going to Yale. Yale. And we're going to do a little snooping around the Skull and Bones Society. Mm. Mm. I gotcha. Mm, that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, the Skull and Bones Society was founded in 1832 after there was some debate between a few 
other societies at Yale pertaining to an award ceremony. This is one of the three most well-known societies at Yale. There's probably more, but these are the ones that are super secretive and people are like, I want to know what the fuck's going on in there. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's the Skull and Bone Society, the Scroll and Key Society, and the Wolf's Head Society. Skull and Bones is also known as the Order, Order 322, or the Brotherhood of Death. Hmm. Okay. Members are known as Bonesmen's, members of the Order, or initiated to the Order. The Society was co-founded by William Huntington Russell and Alfonso Taft. The father to the 27th president of this these here United States, William Howard Taft. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nepotism in this damn society, I'm going to tell you that right now. Every year, the society selects 15 new members from the junior class on what is referred to as Tap Day. They choose people who are notable in the world as well as those they feel are campus leaders. Hurdy, her, her, her. <laughs> As you can imagine, for the majority of the society's time, it was strictly for white Protestant men only. Right. <clears throat> On the rare occasion that someone from another race or religion would get tapped, it was usually due to them ex- excelling in sports. For example, Al Hesberg was the first Jewish football player in 1938. An African-American player, Levi Jackson, was tapped in 1950, which I'm actually hella surprised they tapped a black man in 1950 because they were still fucking hanging him. So in 1968, Yale became co-ed, but it would not be until 1992 that women were actually allowed to be tapped for the Skull and Bone Society. 92? 92. So, Yale went co-ed in 68. Women were allowed in Skull and Bones in 92. Hmm. This was an extremely controversial decision. Um, In fact, they had tapped seven women in 1991. Mm -hmm. But the older people that are a part of the society were real pissed off about that. Right. Because they thought we were degenerates or some bullshit. (laughs) Like, literally. So, they actually closed the tomb, which I will discuss later. Mm -hmm. But they closed it for a year. They, like, locked it up because people wanted women to be in it. And it it wasn't until a second vote was had in 1992 where the matter was finally put to rest and women were allowed to come (laughs) in. Money. (laughs) <laughs> well money and i think at the point that's my prediction anyways in the 90s people were starting to get out of like their bigoted bullshit right and their prejudice bullshit and of sure. course like the old white men are going to be pissed off about it yeah kind of like our government <laughs> yeah if it's brown or female we don't want it yeah in 1968 Lanny Davis wrote in the year Lanny Davis wrote in the Yale yearbook quote if the society had a good year this is what the ideal group consists of a football captain 
a chairman of the Yale Daily News, a conspicuous radical, a Whiffenpoof, and the Whiffenpoofs are a Yale Capella singing group, <laughs> a swimming captain, a notorious drunk with a 94 average, a filmmaker, a political columnist, a religious group leader, a chairman of the lit, a foreigner, a ladies' man with two motorcycles. <laughs> Specific as hell. Can't have one. Two of them. He's got to have two. <laughs> and don't hate me and pops if you listen to this. I swear it's just a joke. But the notorious drunk with a 94 average and a ladies' man with two motorcycles, your dad would have been in. <laughs> um, an ex-serviceman, and I fucking hate this word, a Negro, if there are enough to go around. And a guy no one else in the group had ever heard of. End quote. Well. Yeah. Now, a few other notable members include William Taft, the son of Alfonso, Daniel Coit Gilman, the founder of the John Hopkins University, Hmm. William Henry Welsh, who was Gilman's first appointment to the medical facility of the school, as well as Prescott Bush and his son and grandson, George H.W. and George H. Bush, the 41st and 43rd presidents of these here United States. I think I knew that they were in the Skull and Bones. As well as George H.'s opposing candidate in 2004, I think it was, John Kerry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And John Kerry and George H. were both asked about their their time in the society. Mm -hmm. And John Kerry said, I can't tell you, it's a secret. And then George W. said, it's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I've seen a a YouTube video about uh, Bush one time and his, like, you know, where his wealth came from. And it was mentioned in in that video, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, it is, it is kind of interesting to know that there was a Republican and a Democrat in it. But at the same time, we all know that those two parties are two wings of the same bird. Oh, yeah. So, For is it sure. really that surprising? No. 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 Politicians are all corrupt. Pretty much, unless you want to go like real deep in some third parties. Yeah. There are some decent third parties out there. I am a Green Party member. Yeah, they don't they don't get noticed at all though. They don't. It's, they have like no chance. I think we had like one percent of the vote in the last election. So I don't I don't think Adam Kokesh got even one. Probably not. I don't know because he was running for not president. And people are like, "What yeah. the fuck is that?" I loved it. He was running f- to like abolish the government, basically. <laughs> that was his hope, anyways. I was like, "Yes, that do that." <laughs> We're not anarchists at all. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It is claimed that one night, Granddaddy Bush, Prescott, and a few of his cohorts decided to go out and dig up the bones of Geronimo, or Goyathli, as he is known in his native language. Did you know he actually had a not-white name? Just saying. Right. In 1918. It is claimed that his bones still reside within the tomb today. Did they do that a lot? Like, dig people up? I don't think they did it a lot. Um, 
there's a part in the bottom or a little bit further down where I think um, allegedly somebody got in and saw that they had like four skulls, human hmm. skulls in there. So I'm not really sure who the other three are supposed to be. Right. I but one of them was Geronimo. Allegedly. Huh. One of them is Geronimo. Uh, his descendants tried to sue the society in 2009 to have his bones returned to them, but ultimately they lost their case. What the hell? Yeah, and I, out of all the shit that this society is known for, like all the bullshit shenanigans and conspiracies surrounding this society, that one pisses me off the most. Keep your fucking hands off of native bones and native land. Right. Thank you very much. Hey, indigenous tales, how you guys doing? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, the society has two locations they own and use in their huh, rituals. Mm-hmm. The first is Deer Island. They own and manage this island resort on the St. Lawrence River. It is a small island with not much on it that is used for retreats to get to know new members and to reconnect with each other. And if you go so listen... So hunting, basically? No. <laughs> if you go listen to Hannah and Saruti mm-hmm. talk about <laughs> this island, it's pretty much just like a fucking frat party. Right. Like, they're running around naked, getting drunk, like, pissing and shitting all over the place. Like, Paddling each other. Probably. <laughs> and they were like, well, no fucking wonder they didn't want women in, because they don't want them there when they're doing this shit. Right. <laughs> like, right? Yes. The second and most more notorious of their properties is the previously mentioned tomb. Right. This is a brick building on the Yale campus that is used in their initiations and other rituals. The first wing was constructed in 1856, the second wing in 1903, and the two towers were added in 1912. I want to say that that was on uh, one of the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Mm. You remember the Nerds movies? Vaguely. I was a little young for those. They had one where they were, like, you know, initiated or whatever, and they had, like, the masks, and, like, they did this ritual thing. Well, there is I could be wrong, though. It could be, like... You know, just any other frat fraternity, yeah. but there is um, a movie that's not technically based off of this society, but it uses inspiration from the society called The Skulls, right? Which I vaguely remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Now it is rare, if it ever happens, that non-initiates get invited to the tomb, but there allegedly have been a few people who have broken into the tomb. <laughs> nice. I would do it. <laughs> and I'd get Geronimo's fucking bones and I'd take him back to his family. Right. One of them claims that there were pentagrams on the walls and photos of an alternative German society. Hmm. It is thought that one of the co-founders modeled this society after society societies at German colleges, many of which supported the Nazi party and the ideals of one superior race. Right. <clears throat> right. Which, listen, I'm going to get some hate for this. But if you think your non melanated ass is superior to our melanated ass and the fact that we literally absorb carbon from the sun, <laughs> bitch. Right. I don't think any of us are superior to anybody, so don't come at me for that. But I'm sorry, white people are definitely not fucking superior to black people. <laughs> Anyways. Another person who claims to have broken into the tomb describes what they found in the tomb as such. Quote, 
on the west wall hung among other pictures an old engraving representing an open burial vault in which on a stone slab rest four human skulls grouped around a fool's cap, bells, an open book, several mathematical instruments, a beggar's script, and a royal crown, end quote. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Rando. Completely Now, one woman claimed that she was brought to the tomb by a bonesman trying to impress her. He allegedly took her to what is called the Room of License Plates. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, the bonesmen are tasked with stealing any license plate with the number 322 hmm. to bring to the tomb for safekeeping. And I don't remember, and I didn't write down why exactly 322 is such a special number for them. Right. Some bullshit. But that kind of thing about 322. Huh. I get it tattooed on my forehead. Rumors of initiation rituals are hard to come by, but there have been a few claims. One includes an initiate laying in a coffin, naked. Either they will be carried through the tomb by other bonesmen while they chant, Reborn! Reborn! Or, they must lay in the coffin surrounded by their other bonesmen while they describe their sexual history in detail. Hmm. Well. Yeah. I... Men and sex. I don't know. It's gross. (laughs) They need fucking hobbies. It is also claimed that they may be made to jump into a mud puddle and possibly have to wrestle other initiates in the mud. Naked. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to understand that this just might be a closeted queer society. Maybe. Maybe. I mean... I mean, it's 2023, guys. Y'all can come out if you want to. Like, I'm here. I'm queer. It's okay. We will love you. <laughs> hmm. It is also claimed. Oh, wait. I already read that part. Her. Now, on to a couple of conspiracies. One of the main ones is like everything they claim that they are trying to control the government. I mean, which they literally have had three fucking presidents. There you go. Come out of this society. Sure. So, and not just three presidents, but they'll have like the presidents will come out of the society and then the presidents will appoint their fellow bonesmen into political offices yep. of power. So is it a conspiracy? No, it's just a ladder to the government. Well, is it somebody had told me once like. Is it crazy to think everyone is after you if everyone is fucking after you? Right. Like, or something like that. Uh, It's just like uh, people kissing each other's ass to get spots of power. Exactly. They're always, always going to be brown nosing. Right. Now, people claim that they are a branch of the Illuminati. Illuminati. I mean, they could be. They could be. And that they have control of the CIA. Could be true as well. Also could be. (laughs) It is also thought that they had a hand in the assassination of JFK. Now, the only proof that most people have for this is that during 1963, George H.W. was the president of an oil company. This role saw him taking many trips from Texas to Miami. 
Allegedly, he would use these trips to meet up with Cuban nationals, who I guess at the time really fucking hated Kennedy. Right. And to try and recruit them to assassinate the president. Hmm. Which, like, I'm sure there were plenty of fucking conservatives here that would have done it for you man but bush on his own has probably has a huge conspiracy episode in him you know what it wouldn't hurt to do the 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 bushes one day don't fucking come at us okay (laughs) you're already out of office nobody gives a shit about you anymore so don't fucking come at me they got some crazy stuff going on in that family right like i don't want my house to be turned into 9-11 so don't come at me all right. Now, Yale alum and journalist Alexandra Robbins was able to get over 100 bonesmen to break their silence for her book, Secrets of the Tomb, Skull and Bones, The Ivy League, and Hidden Paths of Power. I wonder if Kennedy was one of the skulls. Goosebumps. I don't think he was because no. they actually, you can find their member. They have like a mm-hmm. list of members that you can find online. Sure. So, I don't think he was, and I, it's possible that even, I don't know. No, I mean, like, one of the the skulls that they had there. Not like a member, you know what I mean? That would be so fucked up. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? That would be so fucked up. It'd be like, Geronimo, Kennedy, John Lennon, and... (laughs) Bitch, they got John Lennon in the tomb, I'm gonna go after somebody. You better put John Lennon the fuck back. Right. Okay, maybe King Philip, too. Who the fuck knows? Gandhi. (laughs) I think it's been there longer than Gandhi's been dead, so... Yeah, probably. Uh, Now, Alexandra received a lot of hate and several threats due to her book including a phone call from an irate bonesman who threatened to have her blackballed and ruin her career. Hmm. And that, folks, is the weird, weird world of Yale Secret Society, the Skull and Bones. They can call me and try to ruin mine, but, I I mean, yeah, I'm not not important. (laughs) And, I mean, really, if they even did, you'd be like, thank you, <laughs> you finally got me out of comment. I mean, <laughs> finally got me fired, and I, I can it. go get unemployment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, and honestly, like, I don't know. It's annoying. It, the whole thing's just annoying, right? Like, I get secret societies are there to promote and build brotherhood and friendship and yada yada bullshit. This, that, and the third. Really, it's just put there to keep rich people rich. I mean, it really is. It's put there. You want to talk about it being a branch of the Illuminati. Like you said, it could fucking very well be. Because you've had not only presidents, but vice presidents. You've had generals of the military. You've had all these people in power and political office that have been in that society. Yeah. Not just in any society in the country but that specific society yeah and it's like y'all getting a little out of hand but keep on i guess because those in power tend to write history how they want it so right so good yeah it's interesting it's pretty cool weird it is definitely weird 
Fucking bullshit old white men. Mm-hmm. Trying to do some sh- creepy, shady shit. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like, head on over to Instagram or YouTube at the Paranormal Lovers and give us a follow. And you can email us at the Paranormal Lovers at yahoo.com to send us a topic request or to yell at me for talking shit about white people. I mean, do you see my husband? Hey. Y'all, come on now. <laughs> Um, you know I'm right. Uh, or any of that jazz. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.